You have officially been cleared for communication with the Is It Safe Podcast. Your contacts code names are Luke. You know, I always found Dennis Leary to be the most funny or, you know, the most of his talent seems to come out when he plays these like weird bit parts in movies, you know, firecracker type character. I find him funnier like in uh, Suicide Kings or something like that, rather than his actual stand-up. I got this 2002 Honda Civic, which is probably the last car that ever have a native tape deck on it. I went out to Dearborn Music and just spent like 60 bucks on 3,000 tapes. My. I discovered a lot of shit I'd never heard about, including this stupid-ass movie, Full Body Massage, and that's how we found out about it. And we just we just found this scene where he's like, this shit, Doug, does it? And we just kept saying that over and over and over. And Scott. I've never found Woody Allen likable. I mean, I, I think he's, he's annoying as shit in any home. I mean, he's annoying as fucking Manhattan. To me, to me he is. I watch him on screen, and I find him to be just an annoying pest. Yeah. <laughs> yep. HP oh, Tower. No. <laughs> Actually, it's fucking sweet. I bought a desktop computer. Oh, you got an actual tower? Oh yeah. I thought. Oh, that would be a great. They're, way they're to, much like, smaller. Yeah. Than they used yeah. To. Yeah. It's like the size of a modem. But I got a fucking DVD drive on there. You want a fucking mix CD? I'll hook you up. <laughs> <laughs> There's a DVD drive. Come on. Oh yeah, dude. Hold on. Let's see if you can hear this. Hold on. I thought those were out. Uh, yeah, those were out with bloomers. Did you hear that pop? Yeah. <laughs> sure did. I can make you a mix uh, cassette. Oh, I need to get a tape deck because I got the Honda Civics got I got tapes all day, baby. Give yeah, I've been me. fucking I've been fucking with cassettes. You you brought up a, like a couple of weeks ago, Matt, things that you can't find on Spotify or streaming services, music and film. I was talking about an Anita Baker record and I found it at solo records for like the cassette for three bucks. Pop oh man, on, on tape? Oh yeah. How's that tape though? Is that a clean tape or has it been yeah, worn out? There, there are certain, you know, tones and textures that work good on cassette. Like certain, you know, like a like a jangle pop per se. Or totally. uh, no, or, ba- uh, no bass, all certain, treble. You need yep, treble. Certain guitar t- guitar tones are hip hop or like smooth R and B. That all kind of you know that kind of stuff works good on cassette. I uh, I went a little exciting. crazy. I got this 2002 Honda Civic, which is probably the last car that ever have a native tape deck on it. And <laughs> Wrong! I, I went out to Dearborn Music and just spent like 60 bucks on 3,000 tapes. Yeah. <laughs> is this today? <laughs> no, like this is like pre-pandemic. This is like uh, summer Does Dearborn Music still exist? Yeah, they moved. It's a powerhouse. I love Dearborn wow. Music. So you go over there, you get a Miller's Burger before, during, and after. Sure, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been to Miller's uh, since we saw the... Oh, Scott would love this. The Dark Knight Rises. We went to Miller's, yeah. had some burgers. <laughs> Why'd you go to beers. the Ford Wyoming Drive-In for Dark No, we Knight went to Rises? the IMAX at Henry uh-huh. Ford. Oh, that's that's yeah. probably the proper way. It's a really nice theater. That IMAX is really steep. Fucking steep. The, st- the, the, sh- the chairs are like... They don't go oh, slowly yeah. back. They go way up quick. By Greenfield Village? Right. Yeah. That one? Oh yeah, I saw Interstellar there, and I thought I was gonna like fall out of my chair. Wait, did I did I see Interstellar <laughs> with you there? Uh, no, I don't believe so. Because I, I, I also saw Interstellar there, so I, it, it, we were probably it was ships, yeah, it was ships a, in the night. It was a very. Uh, 
It was a vertiginous experience. Oh, well, I mean, I love vertiginous experiences. Vertigine. Yeah. So, wait, I had a point about that shit. Uh, anyways, you're talking about uh, uh, you were talking Dearborn about Miller's music. Dearborn. Dearborn music. Yes, thank you. Uh, Dearborn music was right by. So my dad, every other weekend, I had to go to my father's, and he lived in Detroit, over by uh, Southfield Freeway and Warren Road there. Right across from Warndale. Herman's Gardens. Herman's oh, Gardens used to be a oh, legendary, yeah. uh, uh, tough place to live. But they've turned yeah. it into a beautiful, remodeled, uh, low-income housing that's really nice. It, it's, I drove by there a couple years ago. Yeah. I about sh- I shit my pants. I couldn't believe it. Her- Herman so Gardens. Uh, 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 that's where John DeLorean grew up. John oh, really? DeLorean. No shit. Also yeah. where Mike got his street cred. <laughs> That's right. Yes. So, I, where'd your dad live? Off of Joy Road or off of? Uh, we live right by the. We live two blocks from the freeway, right there. It's Warren Road and Southfield. Right by there's a mobile gas station. Used to be a mobile there. We're on uh, Rosemont, so in between Tire oh, yeah. Man, Tire Man, and uh, Warren Road. So, <laughs> so you got uh, uh, the Murder Mac is over there. Have you heard about the Murder Mac? This is just like a it's a McDonald's that is notorious for having violence uh, oh. over there. On, yeah, it's quite the name. That's not very like clever. It's just straight up murder. Like murder. I thought murder that Mac. was supposed to be the house of like the best Big Mac in the state or something. Oh, dude, it's a <laughs> fucking murder Mac. This place is a dump. Yeah, I, I uh, learned a lot living there. You know, I living in Heartland every other weekend going out there. I, it was a good balance, though. I got to get some Detroit experience mixed in with the suburban lifestyle. So we used to always go to Dearborn a lot, though, because Dearborn's right there. Warndale's a tiny little cove. They used to have a, a fucking street fair there. That was, I, I loved it. This was back in like 1988. They closed off Warren Road, like five, six blocks of it, and the whole place turned into a town of fun with Ferris wheels, you know, all that bullshit. And it was a Polish festival because there's yep. a lot of a lot of Poles that lived over there, and. It was fun. It was cool. But then things, yes, there was always, there was violence. I got beat up once. Somebody stole my bike. They pushed me off it and took off with it. I mean, you know, things like that happen anywhere, though. You never know. So. Well, Eminem turned that into a whole career. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, you know, like rapping. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I no, yeah, I think true. it's all about the bike thing. Got his bike stolen. <laughs> But I think I, I bought some shit at Dearborn Music for sure. That's my point. We used to go to Dearborn yeah. Music. We go to because we go to the Fairlane Mall a lot, and then we head over towards Dearborn. And Dearborn Music was great. I think I bought a Battle of Los Angeles there, the Rage Against the Machine, when that tape came out in two thousand or ninety nine, ninety nine two thousand. It's close. Mm, right that one's there. ninety. That one's ninety nine. Yeah, bought the tape there. So we're tape buddies, Matt. Dearborn Music tape, tape. buddies. It's the best. Eskimo Brothers. But I don't see. Well, I don't know about that. But I don't see what. Uh, well, it is when it comes to tape stores. I think our friend Travis Luke, he still has his his original tape shelving unit. You know, the, there's a shelving unit on awesome. the wall. You can put all the tapes in only, and he still That's has amazing. those. I remember it was in his bedroom. He still has it at his last apartment. And I was like, oh my god, there's a flash. I knew all, like almost all the tapes on there. It's fucking no cure for cancer. Uh, bad motor finger. That's a great. That's a great. No cure for cancer is so good. Yeah, it's a blatant Bill Hicks ripoff, but it's still good. Is it? Yes. I don't know. Leary's got his own thing. I think a little bit. Leary's well, so has, different from Hicks. 
delivery wise. Are you fucking kidding me? No, Leary yeah. is like he straight up stole like some of Hicks's jokes. I forgot exactly which one <laughs> it was, but coffee really? flavored coffee. Oh yeah, he's, coffee flavored oh, coffee. Oh yeah, man, he got straight called out. When was that, uh, Mike? I mean, uh, was it for early... for cancer or after? No, this is. It was right. Well, it was right around that point in the <laughs> Matt's early. Very 90s. invested in this. Very it was. It, I, feel like album. it was after, I feel like it was after maybe. Because like well, I feel no, like No Cure for Cancer was pretty was good. Well, it yeah, was, it was good. I, he came. Yeah, it came out, and then he died. You know, not too far after that. So by then, Bill Hicks was like, "Fuck, I'm dead. It's over." But yes, No Cure for Cancer is a. It's a. I listened to the shit out of it. Trust me, man. I'm not. I'm not shitting on it because it was a huge part of my, you know, I'm an asshole. And I, even better song is Life's Gonna Suck When You Grow Up. That's a fantastic song. But it is, a lot of it is ripped off of Hicks's uh, work, I would say. I mean, the character, the smoking character, I don't know. It, there's a, there's more to it. But I mean, if it doesn't matter, he's dead now. Who cares? Yeah, it gives a shit. And there's no one better to copy. So whatever. Yeah. <laughs> is that how in my, we in all my feel that way, opinion. though, if we were Bill Hicks, by the way, if we were alive? Yeah, he's comedians get get real uptight about uh, stealing a joke. It's 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 different than, you know, just kind of I don't know. Artists are. Yeah, it's a big fuck. This is a special moment right now. We'd like to take this time to tell all the kids at home. Send your parents out of the room. This is a kid's song. Life's going to suck when you grow up, when you grow up, when you grow up. Life's going to suck when you grow up. It sucks pretty bad right now. If you know the words, sing along. along. You're gonna have to mow the lawn, do the dishes, make your bed. You're gonna have to go to school until you're 17. It's gonna seem about three times as long as that. You <laughs> might have to go to war, shoot a gun, kill a nun. You might have to go to war when you get out of school. Hey, cheer up, kids. It gets a lot worse. <laughs> you're gonna have to deal with stress, deal with stress, deal with stress. You're gonna be a giant mess when you get back from the war. Santa Claus does not exist and there's no Easter Bunny. You'll find out when you grow up that Big Bird isn't funny. funny, funny. Sounds like a violent family. <laughs> Life's gonna suck when you grow up. Suck when you grow up, it sucks pretty bad right now. You're gonna end up smoking crack on your back, face the back. You're gonna end up hooked on smack, and then you're gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're gonna die. It's like a ditty. Not, yeah. <laughs> it's so stupid. He was so huge. Remember, he was all over MTV back then too. He did. He had like those intermission commercial type things where he just rant for twenty seconds. It was really a big time for him. He blew up. I wonder what he's doing now. He's just sitting on the money he's made. I mean, good God, Rescue Me. Those were like his creations with Peter Tolan and all that. So much money. I think I would assume he's quite wealthy. I would. Oh yeah. Well, he does. He was doing Ford commercials what five years ago. Oh so yeah, right. He might was, still. Was, he might still be doing those. I don't know, but that was a good casting. <laughs> I saw a guy for the for the audience. Yeah. Oh yeah. So it's exactly. like it's the perfect casting for the the right market. Bill Hicks has a screenplay credit for No Cure for Cancer. Really? Really? Yeah. There you go. 
So, so, so did he not rip him off? He didn't rip did it off. Right for him? Yeah. 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 Screenplay by Dennis that... Leary and Bill Hicks. So were they buddies? Yes. So that's not really ripping off. Because by the nature of the fact that they were friends. Well, you know, if, if, if it depends, uh, it depends, on, no, depends yeah. on when he was accused of this. You're missing the point here. Yes, they were friends, yes. but then he fucked him. That's why. Yeah. See, this is what happens. People get greedy and excited and they want to be famous. And they fuck people. That's why it's bogus. Yes, you could be friends. Jerry Lewis and fucking Dean Martin were friends. I mean, I don't oh, know. man. Did you guys ever read that book, Dino, by uh, Nick Tashas? You read a lot of books. I'm impressed. I have I have zero zero awareness of Dean and Lewis. Oh, dude, you got to read. What's Dino. going on? Uh, listen to listen to the subtitle of this book. It is, hold on, living high in the dirty business of dreams. <laughs> I mean, have you ever heard a fucking book title as good as that? Uh, Herzog has a few, but uh, doesn't get as <laughs> doesn't get as to the point as that. That's solid. That almost sounds like a Hunter S. Thompson quote. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I never thought I would be interested in Dean Martin, but holy shit! Uh, from fucking Steubenville, Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Steubenville. Steubenville's finest. <laughs> Love Steubenville. Couldn't even. Okay, I couldn't I didn't even know get that. that word out. Steubenville. Steubenville. That is so fetch. I gotta tell you, <laughs> what you have is a guy. So Dennis Leary, he did his own thing technically, but he certainly he he structured his appearance and his kind of persona off of Bill Hicks. That he didn't necessarily steal a ton of jokes of Bill Hicks. He just kind of took the character and he did it his way, which people loved because we're. Because people already liked the character that Bill Hicks was doing. And it wasn't a character. That's who Bill Hicks was, I believe. I really do. Um, mm -hmm. Well, you could say the same thing about George Carlin and Bill Hicks, though. I mean, Bill Hicks is George Carlin, you know? Yeah, but there's a difference between tendencies and similarities and then almost like a, a blueprint of the same structure of, like, the smoking, pissed-off kind of guy. Because that's, you know, Bill Hicks would do that. He's like, I'm the man of I'm, I'm a little black outfit tonight i'm pissed off poet you know like he would say that that was his thing and that's what that's definitely what leary leary saw what hicks was doing i'm sure because he spent so much time with them when they're friends and he just kind of probably absorbed some of him in his own self and then he did things how he did them but he's definitely been accused of joke theft not just from bill hicks so that's let's get that on the record <laughs> <laughs> well what did they say great uh good artist uh was it Steel, Imitate great, great artist uh, steal. Yeah, great yeah. artist steal, yeah. Who uh, was, some some guy what, said that, that he stole that. Yeah. It might have been Picasso that said that. Well there was a no, no one Louis can verify that. Nice call, <laughs> I know Louis C.K. was canceled, but he got he had a whole rant about how Dennis Leary was a joke thief. So I I don't know. Did he really? Take, I'd kind I mean, of like to hear yeah, it. Just because he just because he uh, I'm sorry, but it does not invalidate what he said about joke stealing. Also, it doesn't invalidate anything he did because Louis C.K. was fucking hilarious. Yeah. He is hilarious. Still hilarious. Woody Allen's still a great filmmaker. Oh, boy. Yeah. Total Creep. Total creep. Great yeah. filmmaker. Sorry. The, the movies are good, but it, it's very, like, 
that documentary. So I watched it. You know, we talked about it in a previous yeah. episode. Right. So yeah, we were supposed to watch all four yeah. of those. Episodes I watched. I, I watched yeah, a couple right. more and ooh. just couldn't get into it. Like uh, somebody yeah. made the point that was like he was grooming us the whole time. Oh, the God. audience, and it was kind of true. Christ, it was kind of true. Just the way that he acted with with yeah. Dylan was so creepy and so overbearing just kind of you know he was serving as you know like he was just like surveilling her all the time and it was really yeah it was just kind of scary i for better or worse watched all four episodes of it and uh it's yeah it's tough i'm surprised she's so well no i'm surprised she's so well adjusted seemingly well adjusted after dylan farrow yeah well, let's wait, let's talk about this documentary, but I want to play I want to play this clip real quick. We won't listen to the whole thing. It's just this is Louis oh, C.K. No. on a radio nice show. Show. Go ahead. What's oh, up, okay. Alan? He eats at that restaurant at the top of the hill, Jimmy. That's where you can find him. That worked with me with mm-hmm. Dennis Leary when I mentioned Adam's name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pull me off. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, really? Water? Yeah. Fuck him. This your water? Him. <laughs> Fucking Leary. Is this your water? Fucking talentless cunt. <laughs> wow, you're not a big Dennis Leary no, fan? Wait, what's this about? No, we can make a headline mind. today. Never, never mind. mind. I might want to be in Rescue let's, Me. Let's make a little <laughs> Google alert today. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Let's go for a Google alert. <laughs> it's our new bit. Let's go for the Google alert. Why uh-huh. do you hate Why do you hate Dennis Leary? Did you guys ever fight? What? Did you ever have an argument? No, it's just funny because last time I saw him, we had a nice conversation. He's oh. always, I'm always nice to him in public. Stole a bit from me years ago. <laughs> oh, did he? Yeah, that's all. <laughs> that, oh, that's a biggie, though, Louie. What yeah. bit? Because I uh, used to listen to the early uh, Dennis mm-hmm. Leary stuff, and uh-huh. I thought he was a genius. Uh, yeah. And now I have to think you're the genius. Well, what bit was it? <laughs> oh, geez. Was it off his first album? I don't know. I never heard his album. Mm-hmm. But... Please. Of course, you have <laughs> what a... Did you have it? You never heard that. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, like you would take me to task. Oh, yeah, God. Yeah, you like it. I was going to say, of course you have. We're, that's where you got your oh, act weird. From. I've never said anything about it, and I don't know why that just made me... Because oh. You know why? Because he was shitty to you. That makes he, me mad. He, did, he fucking totally was a I douche. I don't care that he skates what? and has whatever, but the fact that he was a douche <clears> to you just... We've settled. Mad. We've since settled it. First time I've said anything about it. He's a friend of the show. He was up in Boston. Uh, I was there with my friend Adam Ferrara, who was in uh, The Job, the show The friend. Job, with him. And uh, uh, Adam was like, yeah, I'll take you up and meet uh, Dennis. Uh mm-hmm. So I go upstairs, we're hanging out, all hanging out, all my friends, everybody's hanging around, the bar's kind of full, Dennis is up there getting a drink. I decide not to wait for Adam. I can do this myself. I'll walk up to Dennis Leary, say, hey, Dennis, I'm a friend of Adam Ferrara, shake his hand, and start talking, and uh, that'll be that. So I walk up to the bar, I go, hi, Dennis, I'm a friend of uh, Adam Ferrara, name's Anthony. He goes, doesn't even look at me. He goes, how you doing? And then turns his back to me. He wasn't yeah. talking Opiate to anybody. Yeah. He wasn't busy. Yes, it is. He just real. went, how you doing? Uh, oh, turned nice. his back to me. And I was just like, and so I walk like- away slowly. And it was so bad that all my friends and all, everybody, awesome. workers, everybody, you could be a dick could, to somebody couldn't be even a laugh at me for it. They, oh, no, I, I looked. Bad. I got a quick enough look to see them the turn away and not these look morons at me. Have a show. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, these guys have a huge show. Or had it. I know they do. They're and fucking terrible. Well, they're on the radio five days a week. Yeah, how you doing? And reaches out um, his hand like, no, I'm not, like, I'm not picking uh, apart their thing. Uh, I should have waited for Adam. <clears throat> you, you, but you felt stupid, dude. Hey. So stupid. Hey. I felt like such a douche. 
and everyone was embarrassed for right. me, which hurt even more. <laughs> I'm so happy that happened. All right. Is CK right. even talking, okay. or is it the other dudes yeah. talking? No. Everyone's got to agree. Let me tell you. Let me tell you what happened. I'll tell you. I have to tell you everything for it to to be fair. Uh oh. Because well, when I was a young fella starting in Boston, I guess I was like 19 or 20. 19. And I was doing my signature bit, the bit I closed with, was a bit about uh, if you were an asshole and you knew it and how cool it would be to just say, I'm an asshole and just let yourself <laughs> have that life, that your life would be better. Like you're driving, mm -hmm. you go, hey, should I cut that guy off? Yeah, I'm an asshole. Why not? <laughs> you know, uh, park in a handicapped space. Only an asshole would do that. Oh, oh. Uh, fuck, fuck it. I'll do it. I'm an asshole. That's me. And they, uh, you said they should have like... A picture of an asshole instead of a wheelchair and just make those the asshole spaces and the whole bit. Anyway, so one night um, doing a show at a place called Played Against Sam's in Boston and Dennis is the host of the show. He was a huge star in Boston at the time and uh, on the comedy circuit and he went on after me. He was always nice to me, by the way. Put me on the mm. shows when I wasn't yeah. on them. Should be. Gave me guest spots and then that night he went on after me. Uh, after I'd done the asshole bit and like went, that's really funny and like <clears throat> remarked on it and expounded on it. Like, yeah, like, and that, like, I'll do this because I'm an asshole and I'll do that because like, I'm an asshole. Like, he just started, he actually riff started riffing on Riffing it. on my Such bit, but acknowledging shit. that he just watched me do it. Which, yeah. Which is, I think, is okay. And oh, then, boy. like, um, I don't know, a month later or something, I'm downstairs at Sam's. I just come walk in and he's doing, <laughs> he's just doing the bit. Just started, <laughs> he just started doing it. Oh. And I was young and just started out, and I was like, well, he's huge. Wow, I'm flattered. What do I do? <laughs> well, and I remember thinking and to angry. myself, I remember thinking to myself, well, <clears throat> it's weird that he would steal. It's too bad that he has to. I'm tired of the bit myself. I feel I felt like I'd outgrown it, and so I just thought, I think I'd just let it go, and I did. And uh, Until now. Yeah, so then it became <laughs> um, this, yeah. what I think you're about Clearly. to play. Yes, of course. Yeah, 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 we've heard, yeah, everybody, the song Asshole, people well, should be Well, well handicapped people make handicapped faces. I'm uh, asshole. Uh, I mean, <laughs> think about being that. So there's a dynamic going on there from what I gather. Louis the younger, new guy on the scene, right? And sounds like Leary was more established. Not quite exploded, but he was more well-known. And then... Yeah, these people, just they prey on everybody that's, like, you know, producing. And and, yeah. and both both of these guys apparently have suffered greatly from from this <laughs> this theft. <laughs> no, uh, no, but like you mentioned that dynamic where like you're the young guy who doesn't know shit and you're just happy to be there, and then the guy who's more well known he does your bit and you're like, oh well, this is maybe this is cool. I'll get more exposure. It's it's not a clear cut case of like you would be pissed off and bitter about it right away. Or, or you're the young comic who wants to impress the veteran comic and the veteran comic just says, well, can I just jack off in front of you? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, like, and, and by the way, I don't hold that against, I don't hold that against Louie per se. I mean, the guy's got some kind of sickness. I don't really fucking care. He's still funny. Uh, and, and I think Dennis <laughs> Leary... Probably from a writer's standpoint, it steals some shit. And like the old quote goes, you know, great, great people steal. Dennis Leary performs it well. I'll give him credit for that. You know, he, he performs does. it well. You know, I just found Dennis Leary to be the the most the most funny or, you know, the most of his talent seems to come out when he plays these like weird bit parts in movies. Just like a kind of an irascible uh you know, firecracker type character, 
that that is where I find him funnier, like in random movies like uh, Suicide Kings or something like that, rather than his actual stand up. His stand up does not hold up well. I don't know if I, I just it know in the long the, time. Like, I just know uh, the Car- one. Carlin still holds up, but that does not hold up. Like CK still holds up. And I know CK is fairly recent, but I mean, CK's earliest stuff was 20, 25 years ago. That is bullshit. And that's still funny. Prior to Richard Pryor's oeuvre is intimidating. We don't even need, yeah, we don't even need to. It it still makes me squirm. Like, I still feel uncomfortable with it, which is amazing. With Pryor? Yeah. No way. Oh, I mean, we solved that, racism. You remember that? So once that happens, yeah, uh, there's well, no reason to feel yeah, uncomfortable like, with any of that uh, material. Your opinion, man. Prior still feels edgy. I guess is my point. He still feels like no he's cutting way. edge. Yeah, definitely. Lenny Lenny Bruce was the other one like back then, and a lot of his stuff I went seen over, my, over my head. He was good, but Prior, I preferred Prior much more than Lenny. Okay, so let's go back to. Sorry, I wanted to get that comment in. Let's go back to the Woody Allen documentary. Now, I have not <laughs> seen it, so let's go I back to the lighter look. material. Uh, yeah, I haven't. Uh, I haven't finished it yet either, so we're not going to get a full. But yeah, don't we already don't know, know the, the gist? <laughs> yeah, you sure do. I don't know that there's. <laughs> I don't oh, know that there's a lot to be gleaned from it, other than just. Don't be that guy. There's an internalization that happens when you watch four plus hours of this that maybe we've been. I think that's what happens is we we can avoid internalizing all of this shit until you see it on the screen. I mean, even reading about it, there's something about watching it. There's something about hmm. seeing it, this old footage, watching these actual interactions occur in the 90s. Um you know, in TV, sure, there's some dramatization. You get the music, you get the, you know, you get all of it. But I don't know that you're going to learn much more. Uh, it depends than you on what you would attempt to learn, right? It, if you are trying to learn whether it happened or didn't happen, then you're, you're just, you're buying into the, just whatever the, this uh, documentary is, is trying to exploit. If, but you brought up a really good point, John, when you talked about him grooming, uh, just grooming them. And that's, okay, that creeps me out the most. Uh, maybe I shouldn't say creeps me out, but if you, in all of his movies, so many of, all of his male characters are essentially grooming all of the female characters to somehow be in mm-hmm. love with them. There, there's so many, there are so many just like arguments, uh, you know, for somebody to, you know, reconsider, reconsider their judgment and fall in love with me. Like, don't you understand? We're supposed to be together. And like, it's just, it is painful how, how detailed some of those arguments get and some of those discussions become. And, and yeah. the, the power, the, the power imbalance there is, it's almost, un, it's unnoticeable when you're not thinking about it that way. You can just look at it like, oh, here's just a desperate loser who's trying to like get somebody to be in love with him. But it's it's so much more than that because it goes so far, and somehow like somebody like Muriel Hemingway is is totally, uh, you know, 
is susceptible to that type of, uh, you know, what is the word I'm looking for? Uh, not Im- implore, whatever, you know, to those, to those types of advances. It, that, that to me is, that, that to me is more or less kind of says it all. I've always been a little off put by, you know, any of his male characters because often basically all of them are mismatched. First of all, <laughs> he doesn't belong with any of these women. He doesn't yeah, deserve I mean, any I'm, of them. He's I'm terrible never, for all of them. I've never found Woody Allen likable. I mean, I, I think he's he's annoying as shit in Annie Hall. I mean, he's annoying as fucking Manhattan. To me, to me, he is. I watch him on screen and I find him to be just an annoying pest. Um, <laughs> his, films his, are, his films are good, but I just don't, I don't know. It's You get in a sticky territory because if they were, you know, if he was just regarded as one of the best three directors writers of all time Mm -hmm. should that make it more complicated would it make it more complicated i regret to think that it would but i'm not sure that he occupies that rare air of a kubrick or you know those kind of well, no, Kubrick is like a, in a way, a sociopath. He's a complete, sure, uh, dictatorial maniac. In a I can way. deal with, I um, can deal with, sociopath. right. As long as it doesn't violate, as long as it, it violates certain certain other uh, norms that we have, that are much more emotional. Yeah, in some ways, a a, a total fucking autocrat like like uh, Kubrick makes more sense than a. Than a uh, uh, Woody Allen, who's kind of like seduces you into thinking like, oh, he's working with the artist. He's an artist director, you know, like Kubrick just like kind of smash people into shape. He's like, you do this or you're fucking done. Like, I'm done with you. You know, I'm going to yeah. crush you into, into this. This, role. Sh- this shit he did to Shelley Duvall. These fucking mind games and all that shit he did. Or, or even, are even insane. Uh, even uh, Malcolm McDowell her and all that stuff. Even Malcolm McDowell, you know, like they they were like buds, and then like apparently just like threw Malcolm oh! McDowell away. And like, see, then here's it was where things over get done. Here's where things get complicated because this Malcolm McDowell, I'm like, who cares? He's fine. <laughs> uh, maybe so. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's still so weird misogyny. It, it's like. You know, Malcolm McDowell's fine because he's a man. Shelley Duvall. I'll go home and get your fucking shine box. <laughs> yeah, Scorsese. Uh, you know the uh, or, wait is that Scorsese? That was yeah. Yeah, uh, the. Uh, I mean, he's I'm sure been a tyrant himself, but the the thing about Allen is he dragged what's her name Mia Farrow through the dirt. I mean, he yeah. he really destroyed her reputation. And by the way, she was just caught up with like all kinds of scummy people like you know rosemary's <laughs> baby and uh, uh roman polanski another fucking child rapist who she has defended in the past by the way which i just don't get um, That's what the documentary shows though is that woody allen is a very manipulative motherfucker so that's i think that's the big takeaway i haven't even <laughs> seen the thing and i know yeah. that much about it because I've listened to some stuff about it. It's totally yeah. the case. And then he, it's on he fucking like, tape. <laughs> oh, and, and everybody was yeah. taping everybody like, you know, like Mia Farrow taped everything and Woody Allen taped everything. And there's just like some really sinister shit, some phone calls where he is totally uh, manipulating her. And then he would get out in front of the press 
and yeah and uh-huh. he's and just steer, he's a, yeah he's a he terrible human being fucking narrative he he's a director he, he directed the fucking yeah, narrative definitely one thing i and didn't he know did it I, very well which is my point i was another sure masterpiece shock the, ex, the extent to which that kind of behavior was or wasn't happening with soon yi i guess it really wasn't i she was she was the furthest thing from a mind from his mind. It seemed like in the documentary, I don't think he paid mm. her much of that type of shitty attention at all until one day he just decided, okay, yeah, th- this one, we'll just go ahead and get married to Sunyi today. <laughs> the, the, the weirdness, so much of the weirdness comes from comes from the depth of just desperation from just him as a him is just like this again this like goofy genius 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 yeah this yeah goofy <laughs> genius right that that has no sex appeal whatsoever he has zero no. fucking sex appeal and so this guy's like entire fucking um personality especially is is more kind of autocratic tendencies and uh, paternalistic tendencies seem to stem directly from his lacking in in that area. So I think that's what really like gives it the 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 gives the grooming that just the fucking weirdness because it feels real. It, it, you just you can't deny you, you just can't deny it. Like he's always seemed like a creepy perv. Uh, it means he's probably always been a creepy perv. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, great filmmaker, yes, but uh, creepy fucking perv. What's the best Woody Allen movie? What's your top well, Woody Allen? Well, my favorite is Crimes and Misdemeanors. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, my favorite Woody Allen movie. Is- <laughs> Jesus. I mean, it I think it's true. important to say like you, you Match can Point still is like- also amazing. Match Point's a great movie. You you yeah. can still like a Woody Allen movie and think he's a piece of shit. Yeah. The ones I struggle with are the ones where he is the where it's clearly yes. a movie about Woody Allen. Yes. So Manhattan, Manhattan which is a great movie in many ways is is a disturbing fucking movie to watch right now. Oh, I've um, actually never so, seen it. Uh, My favorite's uh, Deconstructing one. Harry, it always was. Oh. Yeah, it's a great movie. How about Zelig? You guys ever see Zelig? Never saw yeah, Zelig. Of worth definitely worth a watch. Uh, what about Sleepers. Ooh, I have not seen Sleepers. Sleeper. Sleepers. Sleeper. Sleeper. Yeah, not the no, uh, not the Sleep, 1996 film about, a, yeah. which is yes. about kid fucking, by the way. Which it is, is about that. Yes. Relevant. Great movie. It's about, uh, about a boarding school. Yeah. It's a credit. No, it's about a juvenile facility. Oh, Brad Pitt and Kevin Bacon. Uh, yeah. Oh, the boarding Sounds school like is scum. Jason Remember Patrick. Scum, Mike, did you watch that? Robert De Niro. Uh, which one? What'd you What'd you say, Luke? Boarding scum. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. I I jumped in. I didn't realize. Boarding scum? scum, yeah, the Alan Clark movie. Remember? Oh, scum, not scum. boarding scum. 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 Yes, I remember scum. Ray okay. Winstone. I only saw it once. It was uh, Ray Winstone's first movie or second movie or something like that. Not to be confused with Spun. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> I think Brittany, Alan Clark. Uh, that's uh, Alan Clark. That's a filmmaker everybody needs to be aware of. Is Alan Clark related to uh, Larry Clark? No. Dave Clark. The uh, Dave Clark Five. <laughs> I think. Yeah, definitely not that either. He Very launched. Uh, he launched the careers of Gary Oldman, uh, uh, Timothy, Tim, Mike, Tim who's too? made in Britain. Who was in um, Tim Roth? 
Uh, he plays a neo-Nazi. Uh, oh. Gary Oldman plays like the kind of leader of. Uh, it's a movie called The Firm. Oh, and the Firm is awesome. Not this firm. Uh-huh. Have you seen it? Have you John seen Grisham? the one that? No, shut the fuck up. That's actually a great movie too. It is a great that's, movie. It that's is that's a Brimley, great movie. baby. Yeah, that's that's Brimley. And oh, oh yeah, Wilford Brimley, and one uh, of the I most mean, sinister characters of all time. It's, al- it's also it's Tom Cruise. I mean, I lo- I'm a I'm a big Tom Cruise fan. And, yeah, we uh, know about this. Uh, we oh, see Jesus. the poster. We see the poster hanging on your wall. Boy. It's it's like it's actual size. It's like this big. <laughs> it's three foot tall. Yeah, but Queen Bono, who benefits? Has he done? Has Tom Cruise done anything better than uh, Frank T.J. Mackey? Uh, well, uh, Tropic Thunder. That's my favorite. He was really fucking amazing. Yeah. I, that's oh my, man. Okay. He's but he's really good in Tropic Thunder. I will give him credit. He really just let himself go and like had fun with the role. It's it's the yes. secondary one to the TJ Mackey. I would agree with you. I love Frank TJ Mackey. It's kind the of character. the other side of the coin. It's the other yes. side. Like Frank TJ Mackey is a serious character. That's he his still has a heart, departure. though. This guy does not have a heart. He's just fucking business. Oh yeah. He's just a monster. <laughs> it's a complete and he's got those big fucking hand prosthetics on. All those nineties movies though are awesome. Days of Thunder, Cocktail. Oh, fucking... come on, man. First off, Cocktail's an eighties movie. But oh, yeah, that's true. Ooh, 89 it's though. It's 89. No, it's 88. 88. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I thought it was 86. No, I'm just verified. kidding. I'm just, I'm just trying to talk to you like my parents talk to each other. Oh, yes. 1988. Oh, no, it's 89. Which, no, it's 88. It's also based on a novel, too, which always blew my mind because Cocktail the Novel. I really want to read it. I want to feel like, how different is Cocktail the book how is it, versus how the is movie it not they just created? just a bunch of recipes? How is it just not a bunch of recipes for cocktails? <laughs> oh, it's about... I actually think there's like a legitimate story because it's both the characters have uh, the male characters in cocktail have Irish American names like uh, what O'Flanagan, O'Flanagan, Sheenagan. I love Coglin's yeah. Law with yeah. Brian Brown, which is yeah. great. Brian Brown's good. I love Brian, Brown, Brown is awesome in that movie. I love Brian Brown. By the way, <laughs> guys, me and Luke are very familiar with a movie that Brian Brown did with uh, Mimi Rogers in the '90s, <laughs> and I got to get this clip. I cannot believe I haven't gotten this drop yet because that is. Oh a, my god. That's like a. That should be a staple of our show, Luke. It's called. Uh, is this how Doug does it? Is she? Is she Doug? It's called is Full Body Massage, and <laughs> yes, it's basically a movie. It's basically a movie to like put Mimi Rogers' tits on display. I don't argue that point at all, but he plays yeah. the masseuse, Brian Brown, and he has so this, this weird way of talking. It's just so funny. Uh, well, because he's like trying to mask his accent, but it's not. Totally mass. It just comes off sounded like a backwards creep. Yeah, because yeah, he's Australian. And then, right. uh, oh, this also reminds me. Mimi Rogers, of course, uh, was married to Tom Cruise, or they were together for a long time. I'm not sure if they got married. Uh, and he's in, of course, Cocktail. So listen to this run of movies. We'll say nobody it, finds we'll, that interesting. Come on, that's amazing. That, that is interesting. Okay, this, thanks a lot, Matt. I'm, I'm gonna round. <laughs> I'm gonna round up from 1988. We're gonna say the 90s started in 1988. Cocktail and Rain, cocktail and Rain Man in the same year. But see, the next year, the next year, Born on the Fourth of July. The next year, Days of Thunder. The next year, Far and Away, A Few Good Men. 93. The next year, The Firm. 94. Interview with a Vampire. 96. Mission Impossible. And Jerry Maguire. Without limits, I have no idea what that is. 
98. Then Eyes Wide Shut and Magnil- Magnolia to close the decade. That's a pretty Damn. fucking. That's an intense good decade. Years. I can see. I can see why he believes in space aliens that blew up volcanoes to create thetans or whatever the fuck they believe. Man, speaking of which, full body yeah. massage directed by Nicholas Rogue. Yes, that's well, what that's I want. Crazy, to yeah. too. Who did that's performance and Rogue. walkabout? The man who fell to Earth. That shit's. That's. He did yeah, software porn or what? What's the deal here? Yeah, yeah. So, so Rogue, <laughs> Rogue just Rogue just felt he just like there was a hard stop after uh, after, well, not after walkabout, but performance. Uh, Walk about uh, bad timing. <laughs> yeah, it was bad just a timing. hard stop. This and VHS just, cover for this nothing, movie is. I mean, awesome. nothing but masterpieces, and then went yes. right into the fucking toilet. He so did we, like a Madonna video. He did like yeah. weird softcore stuff. He just disappeared. That is strange. This. And then he came back in a. It was a movie with Donald Sutherland. I can't remember the name, and I was so fucking excited for it. And uh, it was it was terrible, so bad, so fucking bad. But you know they say it's just like uh, any artist. They, hey, he's ninety. He, he could still make another great movie. Oh my god, he made he made dude. He should have stopped. He made like oh no, he died. Seven he masterpieces. Did. He's dead. Nicholas Rogue. Hold on, Nicholas Rogue. Yeah, died at ninety well, years old. Everything dead. that motherfucker touched in the sixties and seventies was fucking gold. Pardon yeah, me, but I the funny that. thing is. So the, the reason we we never would have learned about this movie not for a while I believe but I had this giant trove of fucking it's funny Luke I've oh, had a man. lot of troves Holy of shit. movies in that my life that was a monster like, trove we've talked on the show before about my giant <laughs> box of DVDs that I burned over like four years but prior to that I was dumped with hundreds of VHS burned copies that my grandfather used he used to go down the oh. basement he had a blockbuster membership or whatever the fuck it was and he had. He really got into it because this—he didn't half-ass anything. He was very anal. He had black box copies where he put all these burned movies in, and he labeled them with numbers with an orange sticker. And it was all these rows and rows and rows of hundreds of VHSs and like these holy shit, brownish so he did like a little rental. Uh, he had like his own video store yeah. in his basement. Oh my Dude. god, that's so amazing! <laughs> and when he died, I want that. I want to do that. Nobody wanted this shit. I was like, "Fuck! I'll take all these movies." And this is right. This is two thousand four, two thousand five. And this is a point where DVD is definitely relevant. VHS barely hanging on, mostly dead, even really. But I decided to take the plunge with all these, these VHSs, and I I discovered a lot of shit I'd never heard about, including this stupid ass movie, Full Body Massage. And that's how we found out about it. And we just we just found this scene where he's like, "Just yeah, Doug does it," and we just kept saying that over and over and over and over. But, again. We okay, stop uh, the the the, con- the context is. Uh... It's Brian Smith, right? What uh, Brian, Brian Brown, Brown is is massaging Mimi Rogers, and <laughs> and he is re- referencing her like lover or whatever, and he's like, "Is this how Doug does it?" <laughs> but but the way he says it is very, it's so weird, and uh, in, a, in an that, Irish it, brogue. It, it, this to this day, it's literally the only thing I remember from that whole movie. Just that yeah, that yeah. one line is just how Doug does it. There's nothing else to know except. Yeah, Mimi it's Rogers it's so is, bizarre. Have you guys seen <laughs> performance? Oh yeah, with I was Mick say, like that, that looks Hell fucking yeah. good. That's that's also uh, Nicholas Rogue. Yes. Oh yeah, he was a titan in the seventies. Matt, I gotta have you not been listening to me, me and Scott? 
<laughs> I, I know. Every, I, literally I, everything he did in like a 15 year period. Oh, he don't look now. Don't look now. It was like, it's a top five movie for me of all time. Oh, really? I, I haven't actually seen that. I'll throw it to the Oh, Scott, come on, man. You would fucking love I know. It. I, I fucked up. I love I, that movie. The Man Who Fell to Earth is yes. it's a lot to chew on. I, I'm not sure I felt about it the first time, but upon rewatching <laughs> it. Holy I, shit. Uh, he, he did the witches, the Roald Dahl movie. Guys, I'm, yes. I'm sorry. I just yes. found the. <laughs> I remember the witches. I, I just found the screenplay online for full body massage it's 88 pages right here there's a website that has the typed out screenplay it's only 88 pages dan gurkis yeah and it goes right to the scene where tight 90 wow it's a tight 88 these are are exactly these 70s movies by rogue are exactly the kind of thing marianne will want to watch so i'm going to bookmark those for later hell yeah yeah, oh, man, use my Criterion uh, password to get. Uh, I, I got one. I got. I got an account. I never take okay, advantage of that. You. you gave me that a while ago, Scott, and I. I never use it. It's that. the best, honestly. If you if you want to watch real movies, like they, they change every month. Gimme, yeah, gimme, right. and and uh, I'll make sure that you're not. This using was months it. ago. Yeah, Scott, they got like gambling movies on right now. They got uh, Heart Eight. They've got. Uh, yeah, I saw. I actually watched. <laughs> Is this- uh, I actually watched um, fucking California Split a couple. Of I was gonna ago. say California yes! Split. Yes, love California Split. The recently cast. Are you George serious? Siegel. George Siegel and Eli I, Gould. I love the ending. He's just like, I'm, I'm, I call I'm go, He's like, I'll take the forty-one, and I'm gonna go home now. See ya. Yeah. R- roll <laughs> credits. Okay. <laughs> so we watch great. It's a time capsule wow. movie, man. I love that movie because it captures oh, a yeah. time in this world that existed. Oh, man, the Wayne, like that, all that wood, all that Wayne scotting and like the opening. <laughs> We're cool yeah. to watching that, like how to play poker tutorial. <laughs> so it's just too have, good. Have we, ever, have, have we ever discussed just like, I'm just glad we all found each other. You know what I mean? <laughs> how many people, how many people watch California split all on their own? How many? How? how uh, what you know how many campaigns I've had men, to run. <laughs> what group of four <laughs> men can get down on uh, Gould and Siegel rubbing aftershave oh. on each other, or uh, uh, shaving cream? <laughs> Unbelievable! A, yeah. a, have you guys? Have you guys also seen? Uh, uh, what was the? Damn it! What is the? It's not the Carver one. Uh, Matt, you and I have talked about the Carver one. Shortcuts. Shortcuts. Yeah, Altman. that's amazing. That's amazing. Uh, what is the one long goodbye? Long goodbye. Oh, I have not seen that. Hold on, to that would buttons. be a great one. We should fucking watch that, and I, we um, should do it. We should review it. By the way, here this is the written out plot for full body massage. Nina, an art dealer, has her weekly massage appointment, as is surprised to find out her usual masseur Douglas has sent a replacement named Fitch. <laughs> I know who Brian Brown is. That's Fitch. Yeah, he's got to be Fitch. So, so I'm kind of into Elliot Gould. Did you guys see the Silent Partner? No. I've so never Christ, seen Christopher Plummer is like. Oh is he, boy. Oh yes. He, he's like the prototype this. of Heath Ledger's Joker. Hmm. It, it's a weird comparison, but it's Christopher a, Plummer. John Candy's like in that? that movie too. Uh, John Candy in a serious role as like a because it was like a it was clearly filmed with a Toronto film incentive. Like it's a very Canadian. Right, yeah, movie. It's, 
Directed by Daryl Duke, straight out of Vancouver. That was a good one. Who is who Never is this it. guy? Yeah, I have no idea. I do know Brian, that. Uh, wow. Ellie Gould. Sorry, that was another one that we we discovered on Criterion Channel. Uh, there's just good shit on there. Did you guys ever see? Uh, they do Bob terrible. And Carol freaking and Ted market. and Alice. That was yes. A, I love that movie. I, I've watched great. that movie once a year. I, it actually holds up pretty well, even though it's old. But I like it because it's like it? Bob. And, it's about two couples that are to thinking about like getting it on. It's from the I think it's like 1969. Bob and yeah, they're they're deciding swingers. to do a swing. Yeah, exactly. Well, but they're not. But they, you know, that's what because it's Diane Cannon, Elliot Gould, and uh, what's his face. Anyways. I was just thinking about Elliot Gould movies that popped in my head. And that was, uh, I think that was one of his earlier roles, obviously, because that was a long time ago. Yeah. Bob and Carol uh, and Ted and Alice. Who directed that one? That was uh, Paul Mazursky. Mazursky. Yeah, yeah, Paul Mazursky. Uh, what else did he do? He did something really fucking amazing. Uh, we got to get to this LaDuff story, man. We're, also, we're never going to get to <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, let's, let's do that. Let's oh, do it right want, now. I don't want to cut us off, but like, uh, I just realized, like, what is the feeling of sitting inside, like being at a party where like three of the coolest people just talk about the best movies they've seen? I've I've been in that party many times, <laughs> mostly yeah, through my twenties, and those <laughs> yeah, and and those evenings ended with me uh, jerking off. This I place is dumb, you know. Be, after after be seven beers deep, alone. just alone. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And this was this was before internet, so oh um, yeah, you'd fire up a DVD. Uh, you you might actually fire up your Criterion DVD and then like fall asleep on the couch while the menu's just looping. You know, <laughs> <laughs> find the Criterion of Under Siege. <laughs> I, well, I saw that in theaters. My uh, where my good pops out of the cake. Perverted dads took us to see that in '93. Oof, never go to Erica, the movies with a perverted dad. I'm telling you. I think that was 92. That ever before be technical. Whoa. Oh, I hate to be direction. that guy. Uh, I'm yeah, definitely no, that guy. I, yo, I, Don't I be that guy. <laughs> Erica Alaniac. Woo! God damn. That's what buddy. I said. Beautiful woman. Sorry, I just was already Oh, you just re, re, Yeah, we just re, put for emphasis. I was, I'm thinking about her. Uh, yeah. She's in a movie yeah. called uh, Chasers, which is a horrible film with Tom Berenger, but... Quite enjoyable scenery, I will say that. So, <laughs> so nothing yeah, nothing wrong with admiring an attractive woman. Or, I mean, you know, let's, yeah, let's come to do guys, here. I, yeah, I want to hear this. I want to hear this story because all right, I, let's fucking get I, into it. God, damn I just it. don't know. I don't know anything about. I didn't watch the movie. I read the like synopsis. The movie. There's a movie. <laughs> you said I care a lot. Oh, oh shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, it's a. Isn't that the Laduff story you wanted to talk about? It's related to it, yeah, but it's not about the movie. It's just the movie is about the type of shit going on. So let me right, lay it out real right. quick here. So Charlie Duff had this uh, person on a couple weeks ago on his show, the No Bullshit News. What does person mean? It means woman. <laughs> the way you said person is very strange. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, you said person yeah. like you were hiding something. No. <laughs> I'm not hiding anything. This, 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 you're hiding the gender. You're this is right. an interesting yeah. reporter, though. She she yeah. has not. Uh, is she what what? Is, I don't know if she's tied to an outlet or if she just did, she's not. She kind of did she's this a freelancer all around, and she's in Chicago, so she's she was reporting on what's going on in Michigan from Chicago, and that no and no one else in Michigan is reporting on this hmm. other than LaDuff, who's given her airspace. But Mike, right. go ahead. 
What the hell's her name now? I'm forgetting her name. Erica Alaniac. No. Gretchen Rachel Hammond. There you go. Thank you. Thank you so much. I was close. I was close. That was the information I wanted. So, yes. Gretchen Rachel Hammond was on LaDuff's No Bullshit News a couple weeks ago. And she has uncovered on her own accord with her own money, her own time, because she's a freelance reporter. She has a lot of experience, though. She's worked for legitimate, you know, places. And she has a lot of experience as a journalist. So don't be thinking this is just some random bozo trying to uncover stuff. She has Why would we the, think all this? Why is there so much uh, qualification? I'm just laying it out for people just in case they, you know, somebody comes on a show, they don't know who this person is. So Gretchen True. uncovered uh, that in Oakland County and Wayne County, but also specifically in Oakland County. Which, which people, was interesting, Oakland being the epicenter of this, the well, one of the wealthiest counties ooh. in the country, right? Yes. I, I assume one of the wealthiest counties in the country is the epicenter for basically most of the that <laughs> happens around it. So, <laughs> Well, yeah, in Oakland County, yes, you're right, Matt. It's, those of you that don't know, it is one of the richest counties in the country, always has been. In fact, every time I move somewhere, I always think about, okay, what's the Oakland County of this area? I always try to see if there's like a similar type of county. And there's one in Maryland. I found one. There's always they're one. all similar. Yeah, they're, they're all, all similar. very similar. They are. You're right. At any rate, they're like what's fucking going? carbon copies. They just have different. They are. Yes. You got a bunch of rich people hoarding all their money and locking down their communities and trying to keep everybody else out. That's exactly what it is. It's standard. Yeah, procedure. Capital is capital is not like it doesn't like flex. It's the fucking same <laughs> everywhere you go. It, oh, yeah. By the way, do you guys ever or do you even care about 60 minutes anymore? Do you guys actually stay up on 60 minutes? I, I actually uh, occasionally Every will check out 60 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. From time to time. Uh, when I say that, I mean once every six months I might yeah. watch like five and, minutes and then I get bored and I turn it. Okay. That's interesting. I, I don't <laughs> watch it regularly. They, I'm not making the, a value judgment. I just, that's They make the show into a pod so you can listen to it as a podcast, which actually is, it's perfect because you don't really need to see anything. Everything you hear is what you get. So it's really good as a podcast. And they had this situation where fucking DeSantis, the governor in, uh, governor oh, of Florida yeah. is, yeah, yeah. uh, panning out vaccine exclusivities to Publix, the grocery store chain down there. Right. <laughs> it's yeah. just it's so scummy, man. Because they I, donated yeah. like tens of thousands of dollars to his pack. And then, of course, they get the rights to release this vaccine only through Publix. And there's certain counties down there where the closest Publix is 30 miles away. Anyways, it, it's just more bullshit. More fucking, fucking Publix, bullshit. man. Publix donated a lot of money for the Trump... Uh... <laughs> Rally on January 6th. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. See? They're, they're the, scummy. The, this, yeah, they have a scummy this, attitude, I would say. This is how, this is how, like, you know, the, the, sorry, this last comment here, and then we get into this LaDuff thing. Because this is I how one part of the fit in. It's like hegemony works. It, it's, they are, they're carrying so much water for the, for the Democrats that you don't see, uh, you do not see these types of stories about Democrats doing the same things. And they are doing the same things all across the freaking country. Ron DeSantis is not a genius. He's what? doing the easiest thing to make money. Yeah, and yeah. they just think that they just think that by villainizing uh, or vilifying, sorry, villainizing, I don't know, maybe that's a word, uh, vilifying oh, yeah. fucking Republicans is actually like good enough. And it's not good enough. And so that that's fine. Yeah, DeSantis, he's been a joker since the beginning. The fact this shouldn't be surprising to anyone. Well said, Luke. I think that's uh that's fantastic. 
I mean, it's not fantastic. It's bad news, but <laughs> it's, it's uh, real bad news. Real bad. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyways, okay. So okay. back to the on, story. On okay. with the story. All right. On with the show. So you can go to GretchenRachelHammond.com, H-A-M-M-O-N-D. Just Google her and you'll find her website, which I think you guys had some comments about a couple weeks ago saying it was. It's pretty <laughs> ratty, yeah. Oh, my God. That's her? <laughs> Holy some work shit. To be done. Yes. Yeah. So. Yes. so anyway, you, you can all go there. It's a little dated. It's GeoCities-esque maybe, but maybe not that bad. Oh, hell yeah. It's called the Fortress. So oh, it's worse than this... GeoCities. Oh, it's worse than GeoCities. Okay. Well, hell she calls... yes. Because she has all the technology at her disposal right now. Oh, she could okay. do a Squarespace. She could have a respectable Squarespace, you know. Good God. <laughs> Those links to Facebook and Twitter on the side are just hilarious. That's charming. <laughs> it is. Charlie anyway, Charlie LaDuff saw this website and then had her on the show. She has a garish website. And okay. now, I understand, now I understand all the qualifications. Now I get it. Now I get where there's like four she, sentences worth of now just just so you guys know. Uh no, she's a real she's she's a real person. And, I I almost and feel a like a real journalist. In order to have a website that looks like that, you actually have to intentionally do it. Like I feel like Almost, uh, almost. An out-of-the-box Squarespace website will would uh, diminish, <laughs> you know, the, uh, the gravitas. No, right? no, it would no. instantly improve the situation. It would right? instantly improve the situation. <laughs> yeah, it would look. Oh, like, I, it would look like I, I thought you were saying. This, I thought you were saying this is intentional. Oh well, maybe it is. I don't know. Anyway, it's intentional. Then it's anyway. like, this doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. Uh, no, everybody. The needs media. To see the this media may be the message, but RachelHammond.com. So, We're going to put it in the show notes. Not to be confused with local sports reporter Jennifer the Hammer Hammond. Oh, oh yeah, great. Oh, she's doing well. Good Shout job. out to her. <laughs> so this is a five-part series breakdown, detailed investigation. She calls it The Fortress, which is basically about this place where people are being abused and exploited against their will. So I'm going to read a little bit of this. I won't read the whole thing. I just want to give you guys some insight. On August 23rd, of investigation detailing a massive alleged elder abuse and exploitation ring operating out of the Michigan probate court led to Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel firing three public administrators. Alongside former public administrator John Munger, they were exposed in the story as allegedly exploiting thousands of vulnerable Americans under their guardianship. So that's where I brought in uh, I Care A Lot because that's what that movie's about. You know, uh, Rosamund Pike is someone who exploits people's wealth by making them seem like they're unwell to the courts so she can take control. And her, that's literally her job. She's a guardian, a professional caretaker slash guardian. So that's why I brought I care a lot into the uh, discussion. The investigation also implicates four Michigan probate court judges in the scandal. And in its wake, both the state public administrator and state court administrator stepped down. In a first of its kind exploration into the state's probate court system, a team that included Gretchen Rachel Hammond and forensic accountant, Tim Mulholland spent the last 13 months examining the stories behind more than 2,200 Americans, 2,200 under guardianship at the Oakland County Probate Court in Detroit. High-profile cases such as the ongoing dispute concerning the estate of famed musician Aretha Franklin have been affected. That's interesting. Franklin's eldest son, Clarence, is under the guardianship of Michigan attorney John Munger, who is one of the targets of the probe, which uncovered an unsettling amount of alleged crimes, including abuse, neglect, robbery, exploitation, often in cases that arguably didn't merit guardianship in the first place. 
In as little as a year, so-called incapacitated wards are stripped of their entirety of their savings and possessions and rendered completely reliant upon social services and benefits such as Medicaid. In a forensic review of the Oakland County Probate Court, available to the public for the first time in Michigan history, quote, Mulholland also concludes that criminal investigations into the Guardians are warranted. So that kind of lays out the issue here. People being exploited and taken advantage of unnecessarily. And there's hundreds. There's, there's thousands. So, Does this relate to the so-called Free Britney movement? I was just thinking about Britney. <laughs> you were? Wow. It, I actually was. Interesting. It's possible that some of the i don't know the, the the media attention would be because of that people would potentially google that term yeah. and maybe maybe this website would pop up though i can't see how so what is this mike if if you know what is by the actually, what does this look like i mean so someone's in distress someone's 92 and i started reading no a no but there's one, there's people as young as 19 stories. by the way john Okay, so someone's 19 or 92, and then where, how does the Guardian wriggle their way into this situation, and how does this normally kind of unfold? I guess that's the part of it that uh, I was wondering about. Well, they Why start- is it such an epidemic? I mean, I, it's just such an, a fucking depressing thing that involves allegedly thousands. I thought it was more upwards of three or 4,000 people actually in Oakland County. Well, John Scott, I mean, it's a system that has been left unchecked for decades and is now Mm -hmm. so broken that has led to unprecedented judicial overreach and an eradication of the constitutional, civil, and human rights of thousands of Americans (laughs) who suffer from resulting neglect, isolation, abuse, torture, and theft on a massive scale, allegedly at the hands of the same individuals assigned to protect them. I don't understand why this is so difficult to wrap your mind around. (laughs) He's got a good point there. Why don't we hear from uh, one of the victims? This is an actual video. Oh, so Lord. let's see what this says. <laughs> this soundtrack was playing when this victim. Uh... I was hoping someone would talk here. Is no one talking? What's your name? Carol Carantoni. How long have you had Mr. Young? About three years. Um, and what has your life been like um, since you got Mr. This lady's Young trapped in a God. shitty nursing home. Well, I went from home. I was in two houses. Two different homes? Yeah. One was licensed, one wasn't. How did you know the one that wasn't licensed? How did you know that? Good faith, uh, good faith manner. Uh, they were licensed. They were licensed, yeah. Well, how did you know about the other one? Uh, they sent me here. Oh, here? This is yeah. unlicensed. Okay, so this is your second home. Yeah. What has your communication been like with Mr. Young? I don't know. I saw him once. Tell me, what are your feelings towards Mr. Young? Uh, my family, because of him. Why did you lose your family? Because I got moved out. Probably. What do they say is wrong with you? Yes, so. Have you ever told Mr. Young you want to be free? Yep. What does he say? You're fine. And you ever tell them, no, I'm not? Yep, I know all the time. And how do they respond? Same stuff. Same stuff? Yep. How much money do you you get a year? Forty bucks. Forty dollars a month. How do you how how many, how long can you make that money last? After make it last. If you could tell the world anything about what Mr. Young is. Give me the liar. You feel like a prisoner. Some. 
some. Yeah. So how often does someone from his office come and see you? I've seen him once. You've seen him once? Yeah. How often does someone from his office come to see you? Not very often. I haven't seen anybody from the office in a long time. Good to know. And what do they, what do they, when they come by, what do they do? What do they ask you? This is a visit. Okay. They even ask you how you're doing? Yeah. Do they ask you what you want? Yeah. What do you tell them? I don't want to want whether I get it or not. Do you, do you ever tell them how you feel? You yeah. feel about going to be? Is there even a landline in here? Huh? No. Okay. There's an emergency number for them. It does call them up and they'll come and get me. All right, so anyways, that's some of the shit that's going on. It sucks for these people. Now, I'm not saying this is the most pressing thing in the world. Like, there's there's bigger it happens issues. happens to be here. in my neighborhood. Yeah. Wait, is this our, what video are you watching? Are you watching the abuse and exploitation of Michigan's vulnerable by the Oakland County Probate Court? Yeah. Is that the title of the the, the embedded the embedded YouTube link? <laughs> it's the yeah the video in of the, alleged in the victims. geo in the GeoCities uh, fucking website. God damn. Yeah, this, just the video of the alleged fucking victim. horrifying. Well, I was yeah. watching the video while this was playing. I was watching. There's it pictures, the right? Oh my god, gross. That's disgusting. It's so dis- disgusting. Here. What happens to the? It, this is so fucking savage. So Scott, what's going on here then is you have, they're in cahoots. You have the judge and the guardian people and the people who run these homes. They're all in cahoots together. It's a conspiracy. It has to operate with all of them, not just one person, because they all have an agreement and they get the money mm-hmm. and therefore it's beneficial to them. And these people, you know, we there's more and more to this story too, but the basic setup here is you have people that are exploiting people the government knows about it, and they're doing nothing about it. Or they say they can't do nothing about it. Dana Nessel has literally said, what do you want me to do? There's nothing I can do, which is total bullshit. She's the fucking attorney general. I'm not saying it's her sole responsibility, but somebody within whatever the fuck. What do we have? What do we have? A, a justice department? What does the state of Michigan have? What's their like, investigation? Attorney, attorney general's office. Yeah, attorney it's a filibuster. Office. We can't get anything done because it's a filibuster. Oh shit! Oh, gee, by the way, did you see the not, parliamentarian not the has level. spoke again? The parliamentarian has raised his fingers from the dead, and he Her said, fingers. "Oh, sorry, I just assumed oh my the parliamentarian God. was an asshole prick." So, yeah. So, anyways, that's the point here. People are being taken advantage of, and it's it's right here, and it just continues. We don't even know how many more are being because in Wayne County, the records are not as well kept. These guardianship places aren't; they're not reporting and they're supposed to legally report the funds and all their actions to the court in the county and they're not doing that in wayne well the probate court also though for you know one of the case references one of the cases referenced was aretha franklin's estate and the reason that's in probate is because aretha franklin had uh four maybe five wills that she wrote and it's not clear you know so there there are legitimate uses of this power by the state the state sure. needs to you know the state it's the word a sheets whatever certain things that are owned by individuals don't have a clear path when that person dies you know like people die and they have to figure out where their estate goes or they're truly incapacitated where they can't be 
you know, they can't truly be in charge. They can't have true agency over their estate. So somebody needs, there needs to be an arbiter there and that has to be the state. So the question is, is like what percentage of these are unjust, which what percent of these are justified. And it sounds like Michigan is way out of line in terms of the number of cases that, that the state and certain judges have control over and living people like the person in that in that interview are at the mercy of the state that person to me does not sound like somebody who doesn't have their faculties and can't make decisions about their estate but i don't know the you know these are all case by case bases you know we don't really know who really has control of their faculties and their and their possessions you know and should have have control over them. So I don't know. I don't really know what to say about it other than I'm like glad somebody's reporting on it. One of the things that struck out to me in that LaDuff piece is that uh, Miss Hammond said that there's no limit to like how many people can be under your guardianship. I think she said, yeah. I wrote down here, like four guardians had roughly 3,500 people underneath their guardianship. That's like, that's a a thousand, a thousand people. Yeah. It's like, you're a guardian to a thousand people. That's yes. Asinine. Like that's criminal. It's just this based on its very nature. And then what she said, I forget. She said someone who worked with Nestle, they, I mean, like no one is allowed in these hearings the family can speak for two minutes. It's really, I mean, the way that it's set up is just, I mean, if it's not criminal, it's just shy of it. I don't understand how this happens. This is third world country shit, basically. <laughs> and the conditions that these people are living in, she describes, are like worse than ice detention facilities or something yes the fucking padlocks on the fridges like legitimately mm-hmm. they can't get into the refrigerator and they get fucking mcdonald's sent to them once in a while i mean it's obviously horrible shit but the people i'm more interested in these people who are maneuvering and scumbaggery at its finest like jennifer carney this former public administrator she is up to no good she was a former Oakland county public administrator and she's Going around saying, well, this person, you know, you need my help. I'm going to help you out. They, She says she'll help them. And then she throws people in these shitty dumps. I mean, absolute nightmares of facilities. Places that are, I don't know, they're not even licensed. Like, they just, they exist because we don't give a fuck about old people. That's That's basically what I get to at the end of this. I think about myself getting older. And if I come to a point where I'm all alone, it's just me. And someone's going to take advantage of myself. I don't even care about myself in that respect, but I just think about our absolute, just absolute disregard for older people in this country. That's what, that's more what I think about when I read this piece and I listened to the LaDuff pod. More and more people too are, so, the, you know, life expectancy is, it just continuously extends. And, you know, there are so many more people that are that are left like just infirm in their older years they, they have nothing to fall back on like you know yeah. quickly quickly dwindling stack of you know assets they've they've piled up over their their years of like just toil and labor and 
Yeah, and then there's just always somebody there to take that. That's just the way that's always going to work. They're the easiest targets, and anytime you can weasel your way in and uh, force the state's hand in some way, I'm. I don't know the ins and outs of probate court. Matt seems like a lot more of an expert than the rest of us. But, <laughs> Not at all. Uh, Not Matt at all. Matt is our I just, I just don't, I just don't see, you know, this. I, okay, I don't know what uh, Nestle's, you know, actual fucking deal is. I don't know anything about her. I know she lives in West Bloomfield, and that says a lot to me right off the bat. It just does, uh, you know. I'm sorry, but yeah, she sucks. She's part of the you're machine. Gonna be, man, it sucks. If you're going to be a callous, if you're going to be a callous fucking piece of shit, that's basically where you're from. If you're in Michigan, it's I've had quite or quite Birmingham a revelation because I used to think that fucking Shooty was the worst piece of shit on earth. I really loathed Shooty, the former attorney that was general. Back when we thought all Republicans were evil. <laughs> Yeah, that was a long time ago. But, I mean, Shooty is a piece of shit, I'm sure, because he's in politics right off the bat. And that is a fact. I will always know the truth yep. on that. I don't even want to debate it with you guys. But it turns out that, uh, you know, Nestle's part of that machine. And Shooty, Nestle, it just seems to be all the same thing over and over again. It's a real bummer. That's exactly right, though. That That is exactly right. Like, who, whoever's... Uh, part of the machine it's it's whether or not you act like the machine or you don't right are you just are you just a conduit for the impulses of of capital are you uh you know going to choke up the fucking machinery and actually do something that's humanly decent because yes. capital is inhuman and indecent that's what it's come down to i really seriously I know that in my heart. I've seen it in my own existence. It's come down to that. You're either part of the machine or you're actually rattling the cages and trying to go against the machine, at, at least in this state in particular. I'm talking with local and state politics. This is Because mm-hmm. I wonder, I've always wondered, are we in the most corrupt state in the country? I, I uh, no, that's wonder. Illinois. That's definitely Illinois. But, uh, but Nestle, that's not far off. <laughs> Nestle, Nestle is... Uh, come on, why did you say Ohio? What I said Illinois. On? Illinois. Oh, not I said Ohio. Illinois. Yeah, come on, man. Ohio State. Well, I mean, Illinois, I think... <laughs> that should like, be enough right there. I think like Ohio five, State has, t- has stolen so many victories from Michigan football. I, I think I five of them... I have given a the, name to my pain. I think five of the last six governors of Illinois have gone to prison. So uh, yeah, but that does know. not indicate that that is no that is not the bellwether for real corruption or yeah. or even or even like like oh, yeah, getting de- getting de- caught fucking getting evil. caught for corruption is pretty bad. Getting no, but <laughs> that's, no, assuming, I mean, that was, that's assuming that that's assuming they should have been better at it, or you know, not getting caught is is like just that's normal. Uh, it, that's yeah. No, but Nestle to me is a total partisan. I, I don't find her, you know, like there's a big cult of identity around her. Oh, like really? People, is it because oh. she's uh, LGBT? People, people ask she? as if, you know, <laughs> like we it. have this great. And, and uh, I, I I'll say this it. about the Michigan electorate, which is why, which is why you can't say anything about Kirsten cinema either. The, the Michigan electorate is more willing to, like I think we overplay the prejudice of the white working class a little bit too much because a if lot you, too much. Because if you look at <laughs> these are the only you, people that actually have friendships with black coworkers. 
Well, if you look at the uh, electoral (laughs) outcomes in the state of Michigan in recent years, yeah, okay, Michigan, 10,700-odd votes went to Donald Trump in 2016. However, the next election cycle, we elected to all statewide offices, we elected women, a, a black man to the lieutenant governor's office, and um, uh, a lesbian woman to the attorney general. So it's clear that that identity really is not the driving force behind the Michigan electorate's vote to me. And and also in the city of Detroit, you see uh, a majority black city electing with overwhelming majorities um, uh, a white mayor, which is is interesting. Whether whatever you think about his politics, I think it's just it tells you something about the the minds of the electorate. They're they're willing to look past anything, right? I mean, I think what I, something I think you're it, hinting at is that like you actually can't determine the the true values uh, in a way that is like kind of politically viable or, or based that, on based on the race or the identity of somebody that's been voted into office. It, it tells you that people aren't uh, superficially prejudicial against people who are different than they are by electing them. You know, like most of okay. the state is not lesbian women uh, yet. No, but they most don't of the elect is white Democrat. I mean, not me about most of the state, but in your example with, uh, with Duggan, I think it's a lot of people you know, who comes, are well, when it comes to the black point of view, they, uh, you know, black people have been forced apathy. to vote for whites forever. Apathy. So uh, no, 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 to no me, one's... Detroit is apathy right now. That's what Doug I mean, outside of, yeah. Okay. I get it. Like, Detroit, uh, well, you know, this is, has a had a, has, it, it, won, maybe it's Doug, too much of a sidetrack. <laughs> Doug and won a write in campaign. Doug and won a write in campaign. And and apathy is part of it. So like, there's there's no candidate that's motivating, you know, a significant portion of the electorate to vote. But it, but I, I guess my point is is like people aren't there out there voting on identity politics from that like an ethnic racial standpoint. Um, no, not locally. It, it's it's a factor. But so I get yeah. okay. All that to say Agreed. is, uh, uh, people like Dana Nessel are celebrated for who they are. But like I don't, I don't see anything in her. I, I see her as a partisan. I see her as a yeah. hack. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Good. There, there are things that she does that I agree with. There are many things she does that I disagree with. And and I fucking hate uh, uh, Bill Shitty or Bullshitty or whatever the fuck his name is. Bullshitty. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> uh, so, that is bullshit. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not a Bill Shooty fan. I did not want Bill Shooty to be governor. I thought he would have been a terrible governor. Um, Whoopsie Daisy. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Yes. And I think that's the first time we heard that one, right? Yes. I played it earlier. Okay. Uh, we got some new Bill Butcher in here, which is actually perfect for our political discussions. So. But I I guess I, we should not just like be thrilled that uh, a Democrat or whoever is in office at a state level. I, I do not find Dana Nestle to be a convincing person. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I see her as a partisan. I don't see her as somebody yes. acting in the best interests of of the state of, of people of the state of Michigan. Though though I think probably seventy percent of the time the cases she pursues do intersect with what I believe to be the best interest of the state. This place is a dump. 
Yeah, she is a fucking machine hack to the max. Classic. She came on strong with the whole commercial about a, not having ah, a penis. I knew it. I Remember was that? trying that, to figure. Yes, was, yeah. that was exciting. <laughs> and I was like, it was when Trump it was right after yes. Trump got elected, or was it that same cycle? I'm pretty sure it was 2016. She won the attorney generalship, and it was it was the midterm elections. She was on was fucking John Oliver, election. wasn't she? Okay, so, wait, that would so, have been 2018. So, so let's. Oh, let's 2018. Okay, I think. Okay, the the identity politics angle of this is not so much in who gets elected in Michigan, but but it's so much more about how these politicians fucking weaponize the messaging to get into office. Like yeah. every one of these freaking ads that I see from her, it's just it's all identity politics shit. It's all anti-Trump shit, and like to to not even to not even like consider or or open up the fucking floor to a discussion with uh, somebody that might be, I hate the word white working class, but you know what? Like to not even like entertain a fucking conversation with uh, people that you immediately assume are fucking racist or misogynist is absolutely insane. Yeah. It's totally fucking ignorant. And it is evidence that, uh, you know, (laughs) I know she has nothing to do with this, but in the midterms, we're going to get fucking washed. And that's, and I say we, I don't mean we because I'm, the editorial I can't really we. relate anymore, but yes. Well, it, the, the right is less you, is less only, you than the, than the democratic <laughs> ticket, you know? Yeah, you yeah, can't, the, yeah, but you can't call it the left. It's two, it's two sides of the capitalist party. We know. Well, Luke, what these fucking people have been doing since they got in, I'm talking about Whitmer and Nestle. Like they're yeah. on, national news shows all the fucking time like when i worked I when i was working at the hotel cnn was always fucking on joke. the lobby hotel tv i hated it it was always on so whenever i was in there i f- swear i saw whitmer or nestle on tv once or twice a week all the time just passing through and i don't even watch like these types of shows i don't watch mainstream or cable fucking news like cnn or msnbc or fox news and they are they're becoming these like reliable sources of the go-to left, but it's like that, it's like the identity politics slash, yeah. hey, it's not hey the left. Uh, you know, virtue signaling type chaotic, uh, hey, we're here to support, I don't know what it is, it's just a book, I, I know no, what it is the yard, it's, the yard, it's the yard sign, it's the yard sign liberals. It's uh, the yard sign the liberals. Locals. Yeah. The people who want to put up a sign or wear a t-shirt that says that woman from Michigan. Yes. No, they, it's yeah. people who want to say like, uh, all lives matter here, or all lives. That's funny. I actually accidentally uh, stumbled that, into that. You're a real yeah. leftist. You believe all lives matter. Uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah, sure do. Will. I sure do. They all do matter. It is true. They all do matter. No, but, but they're, yeah, they're always like, on there, I, though. It, we believe in love here. We believe in science oh, here. Oh, yeah. I hate but No science. human is illegal. Yeah. What the <laughs> fuck is it's, going it's on? It's the nice creed of, of uh, milk toast yes, liberalism. Yes, thank you. Yeah, yes. I hate That's it. It's actually a great fucking comparison. This is a knife for America. We're allowing these fucking politicians to get lazy because we, the most people, respond to these fucking identity politics. And that's good enough for someone like Dana Nessel or Gretchen yeah. Wilmer. They can just lean into that and they really don't have to do anything. They, they're they like, oh, this is, this is good enough. I'm a gay woman. Sweet. Let's roll the fucking credits. And I don't have to produce any <laughs> results because... This is all that's really expected of me. So well, this you is, know, we're letting these motherfuckers off the hook. Let's not let's not forget that. Agreed. No, that is absolutely the whole point. Right. 
I feel that's why there's a gap. I don't blame them as much as I blame ourselves. I wish I could connect with other people who fall for all this shit all the time. I don't, and I'm not better than anybody, but I'm very proud of the fact that I can see this for what it is. See these people for who they are and see what the game is for what it is. I'm not a genius. I'm a very typical white Jewish slash European descended white man <laughs> in Michigan. Doesn't matter. Very, I'm, Doesn't, a very, I'm a that, very typical white slash Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a regular guy in Livonia. I'm a 40 year old bozo a, like everybody else. Normal, uh, you know, black lesbian, uh, <laughs> transgendered. Oh, we're getting real, yeah. real intersectional yeah. here. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But that's the thing. It's it. Complete, but Scott nailed the point. That's what it is. We nailed allow it, yeah. it to happen. We allow it, and but we don't know what to do. What can we do, Scott? What can we do? I don't know what to do, dude. It's to to circle back to Carlin. Think about how dumb the average person is, and realize half the people are dumber than that. It's it, well, I don't know what to do. This is where I this is where I get cynical. All we can do is continue to have these conversations. I don't know. You ask someone, how do you solve problems? Keep talking about it. Keep it front of mind. Keep saying. I, I mean, I don't know. It gets to a point where it's fucking banging your head against the wall. But I mean, yeah, it's lest we forget what happened the last four years in this country that was good enough just shit you can be a president if you just shit talk if you're just an epic shit spitter you can (laughs) occupy the highest office on this rock it's it's so can a a doddering a doddering old cod like coffin dodger with uh you know aviators Yes. He can he can just as easily swindle the country. Actually, he can more easily swindle the country because yeah. he does it nicely. Dude, we're yeah, living in a comparison just, to the past. He looks like we're living in guy. a social media hellscape, which we that's a conversation for another time. But we're living in a social hellscape. Sure. Uh, I mean <laughs> it's sorry. <laughs> you know, I dude, I did Obama fucking was he this visible on the internet, like in 2014, 15, at the end of his term? I he couldn't have been because it was just too long ago for it to be this ubiquitous. It's dude. It's he, was, he was the first. Choose any choose any topic you want. Everything's been everything's been politicized. You know, basically, we fell completely off the fucking deep end when we politicized this fucking epidemic and public health and masks. Once we, once we did that to masks, we crossed the fucking Rubicon. There's no going back. Farts are political now. And (laughs) you can't, you know, the color Nikes. I can't wear my Nikes. I have to apologize for being a cisgender white guy. I may as well just not even leave the house. You know, you're being radicalized by smoke. (laughs) Well, no one, no one's allowed to like make a statement about anything any anymore. Uh, And you fall on you. Basically we've drawn a line and you fall on one side or the other and both sides hate you. (laughs) You know, if you're anywhere near the middle on any, on any issue or you have any, I don't hate you, Matt. No, no, (laughs) I I wait. Everyone. the The problem is that Everyone, okay. I don't want to use superlatives. The problem Uh-oh. is that a lot of people no are, ad hominem, no no ad hominem. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, a lot of people are just relying on you know to just keep with the pandemic. You know, Facebook science is good enough for people. People trust someone. If you trust somebody, then their opinion on everything becomes 
how you live like something like people like my parents i don't want to bone crush my parents but they are the kind of people <laughs> that, that would be like bone crusher. Okay. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're the kind of people that would be like okay well i don't understand this mm-hmm. i this is admittedly over my head so i'm going to default to someone who i perceive to have the answers and i'm just going to kind of co-opt that i mean i am probably my like the political advisor to my parents, which I don't advise, but that's just I think, how I think we probably all are is. in a way. Yeah. Is, is that what you call is that is that what a heuristic is? Like you take a shortcut to a belief because you take the simpler like yeah, or it's just like like giving into Occam's razor without knowing it, like in a dumb way where you're just like, well, seems Fine to me. I guess I haven't heard anything to the contrary. And it's like, that's because you haven't investigated anything to the contrary because your fucking social media feeds are vacuums and feedback loops. So you have no incentive to go outside of what it is that's in front of you. Play it Um, again, Sam. (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, uh, you're saying it's like a heuristic. uh, It's like I don't know if I use that word right. It's like, like practical knowledge. It's like you know, it's like hands-on. It's hands-on knowledge. Well, I mean, you know, it it works. It, whatever it is, it works. Like it's not super nuanced. Yeah. Well, you know, we're something like that. Everyone's in like autodidact to a certain degree. You just choose what you. I, I mean, you choose who is going to inform you. Your friends, your news media, your you know, all of this stuff, and you build your sphere of knowledge and that's how you inform yourself and a lot of people don't want to change this is why i was bagging on old people last episode <laughs> which you know well, i bet you feel i bet you the egg is on i feel like shit now, yeah huh? i feel like shit now that old people are you know we turn <laughs> around and now i feel fucking terrible for old people. but you're being when pushed the, into traffic did you not know this <laughs> When when the spirit of inquiry dies within you and change becomes just so overwhelming, I've got no fucking use for you, basically. And that's not I'm not trying to be pretentious or holy about it. I, I just I don't know. People don't ask questions. And a lot of times all it takes is someone to, t- you know, Uncle Uncle Bob. While he's heading for the mountains of Bush, he's spouting off <laughs> all this other shit. And it's just like, okay, well. <laughs> God damn it. Exactly. And then you got a bunch Tours. of people. I don't even know what button to press. <laughs> I got to tell you, man. That's so fast. That's what's the other thing that is really the foundation of this conversation is that people are so frustrated and struggling. They don't have time to actually deal with this shit. That's the other part. They know yeah. things suck, mm-hmm. but they they have all these other things. They have their kids. Uh, they're trying to barely survive. They're working two, three jobs. They can't. They don't have this bonus time like we're yeah. doing right here. This is a luxury. This is almost a luxury yeah. now. I think it is. Mm-hmm. It certainly is, man. I don't take my unemployed time for granted. I, I certainly try not to. Uh, well, then that. <laughs> hold on, wait. Then that is feeding yourself first, is more important than you know hammering out your political worldview. But 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 this is not this is not like. This, this is not like a waste of a waste of your time or energy. This this happens no, to be no. your preoccupation. It happens to be the thing that you're dedicated to, that you're interested in, and those things are important. Other people are interested in like woodworking. There, there's no time if they're 
working a regular job and they're building shelves on the side to pay attention to politics. So like the, the point is definitely taken, but I do want to like, just, you know, draw, not draw a line, but just say and encourage uh, this type of, this type of interest is an important interest to have. It's it, you can call it a luxury, but maybe, yeah, the luxury is that you had a chance to have, you know, a, a primer when you were younger, like, yeah, but and maybe you responded to it, but you understand things that are happening around you. There's a lot of people just this simply do not. Uh, a lot of people just don't read books, can't read a book, can't sit down and That's read. That's what I meant to say. Luxury, it takes too much. Luxury. It takes too much effort. Yeah, to have the time to break down what's going on before you and well, engage it, with people, you it know, might actually be well a difficult task. Reminds me of the Slavoj thing, which is like I don't want I don't want to go to meetings all the time. I don't need more political activation. What I need is a less corrupt government. Yes. that allows me to actually achieve things that are, you know, important and valuable. Sorry, Matt. Matt is shaking his. <laughs> Well, uh, <laughs> I, I I'm getting the, I, I I'm do getting agree the rare, with that. Uh, yeah, the rare but, head shake. But that. I think people are you shaking you know, your head. We, now. we act like people don't have time. People have time. They just don't allocate it appropriately, and it's you know, or not appropriately. They allocate it. Uh, I'm sorry. Forty hours bullshit. a week. Forty hours a week. Two kids. Let's just say sixty hours a week. Not us. Not yeah, us. Yeah, but let's you're say, still spending. Let's just I say forty that. hours a week. Two kids. What are you? How much time are you watching Netflix? Be... How much time are you doing bullshit? Like, there's, yeah, but you there's... can watch Netflix because your brain is burned out. Yeah, you don't. You're no. not physically capable of doing anything else or like reading. The now you've never I been think... that tired. Well, you know, we're knowledge workers, you and I, so we can, you know, like we get burned out doing mental like sending bullshit emails or whatever yeah, mental fatigue yeah uh well no if, i don't just do a, that i do a lot of other stuff that's very mentally taxing matt i know well we were, we were texting important. about that yeah very you know, important like, stuff. go home yeah, and get your did. fucking shine uh, we, which we will not discuss uh at the moment <laughs> I, I guess my point is the, the, the economy although i was engaging right. in time theft like crazy whoopsie daisy we live in a distraction economy and People, we waste fucking time. Do you get a screen time report from your iPhone on a Sunday? Tells you how much time and and how Why much time you are you that? spending a fucking week or a day Why on your you iPhone? That? It's two plus hours, I'd guarantee it. You know, uh, like, for me, it's zero because I don't have an iPhone. Well, whatever Good your feel. phone is, I, my point is, <laughs> eight, is we eight and a half hours shit. a day on on bullshit. I I think I think we're over. <laughs> That's a fucking awesome movie. That's an awesome. Mm. Movie. <laughs> uh, oh man, blew my mind. That's uh the guy Jeez. from Grand Rapids. What's his name? Paul Schrader. Awesome. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Taxi uh, driver. Yeah, Marianne's got a family connection there because, like, did you guys ever see uh, Hardcore? Yes. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah originally, yeah, Paul Schrader wanted to film at her grandmother's farmhouse in Grand Ra- outside of Grand Rapids, and then they turned it down when they found out that the movie was called Hardcore. So they what? used another house. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I know. Man. Well, Which they were the Dutch whole point Christian. of the movie. He's very, yeah, but that was kind of his whole. That's his whole point. Totally. He's well, yeah, of course. Complete, yeah. All right. They knew they would have been exposed. They were clever uh, Dutch Christian reformists. That was so smart. <laughs> but anyway, my I guess my point all is right, is like we're not that oppressed. Like, uh, yeah, our jobs. You know, 
people 20 years ago worked more than we do now. Well, maybe not 20 years ago, but 30 years ago, you know, like we have pretty good labor laws. Oh, I guarantee you, man. Um, Okay. People are grinding. Everything's gone backwards over 40 years. Some people are working a lot more. You know what? Uh, This might be a good way to like with the show. The show should end with like a very just stretched, uh, really struggling, like a argument where we need to like, Something we just do over. have a whole fucking yeah have a whole episode about this next yeah this is this that is, is worth absolutely a bunch of conjecture sure. it is absolutely something I think about constantly Matt I'm sorry to interrupt you go ahead please finish your thought I will no I, I agree we should we should talk about this this definitely uh, and and it's hard to generalize about people but there's different classes of people so that that's I I think uh, I really do think that there is more labor protection today there's pro- actually it's probably slid backslid like mike said in the last 40 years in terms of uh you know we've rolled back right to work you know we have right to work in states we have fewer union member workers however percent down since uh what the 50s a lot a lot of the issues with labor are are to do with uh i think wages well, wages certainly, but I think in the knowledge sector, quote unquote, the knowledge sector, there's a lot of bullshit that people are engaged in that is not real work. It's bullshit. just time consuming. So I'd like to get into this issue separately. I'd like to have like a, some, some structure around it because yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm like no, four That's and fine. a half no, there's, there's deep a, sitting on ass. No, there's there's so many there are so many like interesting ways to to look at this, but um, we're gonna have to clear product, schedules. Productivity uh, is one thing. This is gonna require a lot of attention. You know, productivity gains over the years, uh, the necessity for productivity. Now, Matt, I know you say like we're knowledge economy employees, but the the complexity or the complexity, Wrong! complexion, uh, it might be slightly different, but it's there's still labor and there's still a lot of people that are totally fucking underserved and underpaid in these types of jobs. And in fact, the higher no productivity, way. higher the need for productivity and the, and the more productive people are, the the less uh, people can be taken care of. And right to work is a perfect example. You know, that, that should never have really been a, a part of <laughs> Michigan economy ever. Okay. The every, all these, all these uh, movements just have undermined you know, yeah. uh, co- you know, collectivism, uh, union labor, uh, you're talking about labor abuses. Yeah. Okay. Maybe labor abuses are down, but that's kind of like the Steven Pinker argument that like, oh, the world is getting, is becoming a better and better place because it's less and less violent. And that's, that's not really the case. Jack- it's actually more and more of uh, it's, it's more and more hegemonic, uh, in a, in a way that is, you know, deleterious to the, the convictions of, just, just to so an individual, you know, achieving their own uh, personal realization in any way whatsoever. I mean, the less socialism you have, the less individualism you have, which is a is a simple enough uh, connection. And we think that being individuals means that we need to be working in a coal uh, mine. Interred, here. yeah, just constantly interred. Uh, and. I just realized I have a fairly hard stop right about now.
This, um, this is gonna fade out. Yeah, here. this is the this guys, is the Oscar music fade. I get. I guess yeah. my point is is none of us are working in a coal mine and we're doing okay. We're not working in a coal mine. Uh, yeah, like this our, is true, our, but there's a lot that we can uh, talk about. This is not Meituan anymore. Even the Amazon factory is Ooh. not the coal mine. So. Ooh. That's a good idea. Maybe we maybe we talk about Meituan and, and I mean we got to uh, talk about Amazon stuff. We got to talk about Amazon unionized. Did that I don't know through? what happened actually. I got to we should look that up. I yeah, don't also. know if the vote is in. I don't think it's in yet. Yeah, I don't another, think it's another, in that another great movie is Manufactured Landscapes. It's like the uh, it's like a Koyani Scotsy sequel or something. Uh, it's like <laughs> that's oh man, I love those. Yeah. It's uh, manufactured landscapes. Is there the first shot is like a twenty minute tracking shot of a oh Chinese factory. God. It's crazy. Yes, this is amazing. I wanted to see this when it came out. Oh man, right, that's well, cool. great! Manufactured landscapes. Let's end it here. Let's end it here. Yes, I do. I do, do want to talk. I do want to talk Hemingway. If you guys have watched the fucking Ken Burns thing, blew my we mind. Can watch that Love too. it. I have not seen that at all. I got that. Know it was good. You liked it? Adam's I mean, good. I mean, I mean, I mean that that existed. Yeah. I love Hemingway. And, and, a, and a little John Boehner maybe spiced in there. Oh, man. <laughs> It'll take Guys, three shows material. for us to get to that material. again. We, 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 need, we need yeah. a drop of uh, him saying fuck Ted Cruz or whatever. <laughs> he said he was like the uh, devil incarnate or something. <laughs> Drunkenly right, saying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. That's Next it, guys. Time. Thank you for listening to the Is It Safe podcast. Is it safe pod at gmail.com. For and Matt, thank you, Danny. Scott, Love you. Danny. Danny. We, hey, we hope you enjoyed Love last week's show, Danny. I hope you enjoyed this one even more. Enjoy Alaska. I'm on the range. We'll see you next time. Cause I make a little morning on a cold by the tongue. But when Saturday rolls around, I'm too tired for having fun. Too tired for having fun. I'm just working in a cold.